Aussie Tech Heads is brought to you by startnewcompany.com.au. Register your company fast, easy, and direct with ASIC. All documentation is provided and held in your account for downloading at any time. If you're an accountant or other professional, you're also able to brand all documents with your company name. Coming soon, ABN, TFN, and Trusts. Special discount for ATH listeners. At the cart, use ATH20 for a $20 discount. And athwebhosting.com.au. Servers operate on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and easy install of WordPress, Joomla, and Drupal. Welcome to episode 668 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 27th of February, 2020. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and joining me again, this is my co-host, Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How's it going? It is somewhat mostly, kind of. We call you Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, oh, or? I'll tell you. Barry well, White with that voice. It, it's okay, I bought back up. Uh, okay, and also joining us once again, Jordan. How's it going down there? Yeah, good. Long time, no podcast. Yeah. It's been a while. Back again. Yeah, back again. I don't know if it'll be every week, but when I can, I figure I've got to let off some tech steam, well, I suppose, to tonight. somebody besides me and Mr. T, because that stuff gets boring. <laughs> no, I had a listen the other week. It sounds good. Oh, thanks. We've got sounds a fan, Mr. T. Checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, it's good. Glad to be How back. How have you been anyway? Yeah, good. Just really busy with the music stuff at the moment. That's kind of keeping me even away from the podcast. So you managed to just, escape the floods and the fires and stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've got a, an, another show coming up in April up in Canberra, and I think we've got a drive up from Melbourne. So it'll be an interesting trip. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And mm. Mr. T... All good up your way? Uh, you know, it's um, still thinks it's the middle of bloody summer. We're still hitting 42, 43 degree days and 95% humidity. I've got the AC <laughs> on right now. So do I. I got, I got mine on too. Although, we have both of our air conditioners. We've got one air conditioner here and one air conditioner in Bub's room, and they've both decided to uh, not be air conditioners anymore. They're just glorified fans at the moment. So I'm not oh, sure what's geez. going on there. I was looking at the screen. It looks like you're in the same room. That's confusing. Yeah, we are. Haven't you got the same air conditioner? <laughs> yeah. We're sharing. That's probably the problem. We're sharing the air conditioner. There's not enough, there's not enough air conditioner in this town for both of us. <laughs> what's, really, what's really trippy is when you do this and then you realize you're actually not in the same room. <laughs> oh, my finger's disappearing. Poking <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, holes in the air. I, des- I decided to go back to my normal non-flashy USB cables because it was just driving me crazy. <laughs> Mum yeah. loves hers though. She got she got one for her um, Kindle, and it's got it's all red and it has red LEDs all through the cable, down and up and into the tablet, and she thinks it's fantastic. And she says everyone comes into my room at the nursing home and they just love this flashy little light thing. And I'm like, I hate it so much. Yeah, they're, um, I've had a couple of problems with mine the last couple of days. Bub managed to, oh, I don't know where it is, somewhere, managed to actually pull the metal sleeve off the line a bit. And when you do that, the metal sleeve's magnetic. Uh. Um, and then the actual liner bit gets stuck inside the phone because oh, without the metal sleeve around it, there's nothing stopping the insert from going all the way in. Yeah. And then you've got to try and figure out how to get it out. 
I figured out that I can super glue it and it'll never come back out again. But yeah, it's like it's how <laughs> how how does one get that? Huh? I have to tell tell Jordan the trick of them. You get a get a cable. It's got a a rare earth magnet on the end, and you get the plug that goes into the socket on your phone or whatever, and you leave that plug in your phone all the time, yeah. and then the lead is magnetic that charges it through the cable and you just touch it on there and yeah i saw one of them on ebay the other day i was looking for a new charge cable and then coincidentally i heard you guys talking about these ones that glow while you're driving yeah don't get the glowing ones ones. (laughs) (laughs) yeah they cause problems that causes problems everyone thinks you're the police chasing them with your flashing lights and they cause you problems in that you want to strangle somebody so what did the little magnet thing get stuck in the end and you couldn't get it out well apparently they haven't heard of super glue in china um, yeah right. So they the most of them are okay, but for whatever reason they've heard of the super flu. <laughs> yeah. So for whatever <laughs> reason, um, one of them just the because the the chrome bit around the outside of the connector is the magnet, and on the inside it's just a little plastic insert like you'd you'd find on a normal. I don't know if that would probably focus. But, oh, so it came off the magnet, and so ah, that's gone forever. Um, yep. Yeah, and so the the magnet sheath when we pulled the charger out the magnet came out with the charger but it left the insert in the phone but the problem is when it's not held in with the backing plate of this it you can couldn't get a better point in those pliers or something well and pull it, it actually out. goes further in than it's supposed to because the the actual plug on the phone is quite deep and that's quite shallow so it'll actually go a lot further in than it's supposed to go ah, in. all right so was it just a cheap <laughs> ebay job or was it a good yeah. quality cable well they're really good quality like the cables are, are fantastic like they're they're reinforced and they're cotton covered and like the cables are great yeah. um and that's the only one i've had problems with i bought probably a dozen of them and that that's the only one that's played up so you know i can't complain for and if they don't vacuum, vacuum cleaner and suck it out uh, i got it out but it was just one of the, i just sort of wasn't expecting to have to do that no <laughs> have, you, have you tried sucking harder i always suck really hard it's part of my <laughs> job description that's how you got on the show <laughs> that's it should uh, we do uh, some show <laughs> what do you reckon? i reckon change the subject yeah. before you go down that path of uh you know a dark oh, it's dingy too room late. with brick walls no that. <laughs> that's our usual show <laughs> a dark dingy room with brick walls and and you know what you mean? You, like, are you going to try and tell me you don't have one of them? <laughs> it, look like, it looks like you guys are both in the same dark and dingy that's, brick wall. That's room. where he does his singing all the time. <laughs> uh, all the cigarette smoke. <laughs> Although they don't feel with cigarette smoke anymore. Just no. vape, just vape, vape smoke. <laughs> yeah, great, huh? <laughs> all right. You know, well, you're a smoker. No, no, no. Won't touch it. Even if I wanted to be, I couldn't afford it these days. No, I used to be many years ago, and I reckon a packet of smokes used to cost me about, you know, three, four dollars. Yeah. A packet of PJ30s back in the day when I was a kid. Not really allowed to smoke at that age anyway, but. Back when dad was a And then you look at them now, they're 50 bucks a packet. <laughs> yeah, well, dad, yeah, when dad Crikey, was a trucker. Why would you want to? <laughs> you know, he had nothing else to do except smoke when you're driving trucks, and he used to do at least two packets of Horizon 50s a day. Oh. You know, that'd be pushing 100 bucks a day now. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just ludicrous. Anyway, enough about the government's trying to shaft us. Who's got what? Yeah, you know, here's the government's talking about putting, you know, you know, what do they call it? Cardless. Um, they want to bring out the... the oh, the cashless car- society. So that, so that all the, the, the Centrelink people are on 
cards and they can can't spend their money on cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. You know, they can only. I'm thinking, but how can they afford cigarettes and alcohol and that sort of money anyway? anyway. <laughs> it's easy. They, <laughs> they, don't, they don't. They don't feed their kids. You don't eat. <laughs> exactly. Don't pay your rent. <laughs> don't pay your rent. Gee, no. buy smokes. Crikey. You don't need to pay your rent after you haven't paid rent for like eight months. You legally become a squatter, so they can't kick you out anyway. You become squatters' yeah. rights, and you own the property. So you know. Well, you know. <laughs> Alrighty. Who's I'm not going to go down that path because <laughs> I am a landlord, so I've got to take it easy. <laughs> ah. Yeah. But yeah. Apple is trying really, really hard to always come off as the good guys. According to Ryan Johnson, director of Knives Out, Apple won't let villains use iPhones on screen. Smartphones have become as ubiquitous in movies as they are in real life, but apparently there's still limits to how closely we can mirror reality. Apple is so obsessed with how the public conceptualizes its products, the company has taken steps to ensure none of the bad guys ever use its phones in movies. Meanwhile, anyone can go out and buy an iPhone, there's no doubt in my mind there are plenty of bad people that actually use Apple products. Apple has legions of loyal fans who are very unlikely to be swayed by a movie villain using an iPhone. But what are the limits to these rules? Can someone with questionable morals use an iPhone? Or are they reserved for those who are straight-laced nature never wavers? Does Apple need to approve every instance of an iPhone in every movie and television show? But it isn't surprising. Apple has always been ultra-sensitive to how its products are depicted on screen. Before the launch of Apple TV+, Plus, the company worried about how its products might be used in shows on the platform. Apple isn't going to slow its obsession with the image anytime soon. Its products are made for everyone, sure, but they're also a status symbol. And that status is reserved for only the best people. Villains can go grab a Microsoft phone or something. <laughs> yeah, that's actually work. The, villain, <laughs> the villains get the Microsoft phones and the good guys get the Androids. I think they do go a bit far. You know, they, back in the day when it was like iPhone 3 and 4 and people wanted made apps that looked like your phone was cracked, yep. just had a cracked screen, and Apple banned those from the store because they didn't want people even being slightly tricked to think that they might have a broken screen even if it's running. Mm. Yeah, but they allow the Bling app. Yeah, they Bling it for what a about, while. Yeah. And what about when you, you see the news reports... Um, of when Apple was protecting people, was it protecting people's phones from the FBI asking to see the content in the phone <laughs> yeah. from some terrorist who's using it <laughs> no, for that, a bad that was reason. The, the, the irony in that statement is it was it was the other way around. After the FBI had access to the phone and had the documents off that they wanted, they then asked Apple for access to the phone so that way they could legally use the information. Yeah, probably. That's, that's what it was. That, that's the reason they But were even doing so, it. to say that bad people don't use Apple's phones, yet they're willing to say that we don't care who you are, we'll stop the FBI from looking in your phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, but see, so, they don't really, the difference is the FBI pays them a heap of money to do that, whereas the movies don't. No. Nah. Remember in the old days it used to be called product placement? Yeah. <laughs> These days it's don't use our product and we'll sue you. It's like, hang on a minute. What? <laughs> I remember watching all the all the new TV shows that came out when when Surfaces Microsoft Surfaces were just starting yeah. to come out, and the, and the Windows phones and stuff, and they were on all the TV shows. And I, used to sit there oh. and I used to think to myself, "Geez, Microsoft must be paying a massive amount of money." To they have they had to zoom in and watch shows. somebody typing something, and then find the criminal's fingerprints, and then a face matched with somebody. They had to zoom right in to show you it was a Surface Pro or something like. Yeah. yeah, people are going to buy this now. Yeah, no. And then you see it, where they got the fingerprint from was an Apple phone. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they um, it's a it's a battle out there, isn't it? These marketers, it's all marketing. Everything's marketing. Yeah. Well, do you remember Wayne's World? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what did you do? Nothing. <laughs> you broke it. <laughs> um, you just you just turn the lights off in the dungeon for a minute. That's it. No, Wayne's World. The end of half of the movie is is product placement, right? That's just how it worked. Yeah, and it was funny because it was. Yeah, well, and and they made like they made it part of the you know part of the part of it part, part of, of the, the movie, comedy you know like you know they played up yeah. to it. I mean this this gives you an idea of what they're doing now to to stop themselves you know to cover themselves in uh, you know from being in trouble by manufacturers these days because you clearly there is no possible way you could tell that that was an Apple laptop unless you were <laughs> told and you had inside information you'd never know. But- that bar across it is like censoring someone's eyes when you see the rest of their face. Oh, it completely changes the logo. You know, you, you've no idea. It's like it's like it's like you know putting a hat on so the the facial recognition software can't detect it anymore. You know, oh, is that why that guy on the right's got his hat on now? He's and a moustache and glasses. You wouldn't recognise him without those. Uh, it's actually that. those plastic ones that you buy down the shop. It's got glasses with a little moustache. It's all attached together. All yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Right? Marks, it's mad. It's yeah. um, the uh, I was, I just happened to notice that the other day. I was watching that episode, and um, I, it's Adam Savage, and it, it's um, two thousand and thirteen now, so it goes back to a fair fair way. But they were talking to the space station and, and whatever. But like, you read the entire comment section; it's got nothing to do with how they live chatted to this guy in space. All the comments are like, gee, I wonder what that laptop is. Oh, I wonder what's been covered by that bit of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder who had the technology to support that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. They should have gone Microsoft. You'd never know what it was okay. Uh, what do you got, Jordan? Oh, it's funny, isn't it? But then, you know, I, I often think about it with the podcasts. I think there's so much so much crap on marketing. You don't know what you're reading is true and what you what to believe same anything. with blogs. And then, they, and then they we sit there and read stories products. about news articles that any man or his dog could have written and posted up and, That's, you know, I mean, are we reading what's it, real or what's it's not? It's the same. You know? like in the battery industry that I'm in, it's quite a common thing. Like so many of the – for us who are in the industry, you read an article and by the second paragraph, the second line, you can tell exactly that it's either a paid product or someone is biased yeah. towards the product. But the problem is for the average consumer, they believe what they read and when you get – 200 people paid to write the same thing regardless if it's almost word for word the end consumer will read those 200 reviews and go oh it must be a good product mm. you know it, it, it's not and it, it really bugs me as someone who we, we're oh. affected by it daily and it's it's just so oh. annoying that then you it's try marketing to explain, steers our society you, you try but to i read on the it. internet this one is better than the other one yeah exactly yeah. What's it? And, and you try to explain that to a customer. You say, look, that's not a good battery. It's well marketed, but it's not a, that doesn't make it a good product. That makes it expensive because they've got to pay for marketing. If well, look you, at, the, and say, this look is at a Apple, product, the way they know. market it and the amount of money they spend. Yeah, and then you say, look, this is actually a better product. It's higher quality and it's cheaper. They go, no, I want the other one. You're like, well, fine, but don't come back to me when it fails because it will. Just get an Oppo or Huawei or Xiaomi. <laughs> that's it, exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Any stories it makes us, you know, society is is kind of directed by marketing, isn't it? We believe almost everything it, the marketers it, tell us. We could that. believe that a politician is bad just through 
just through marketing. Well, it's, it's media manipulation. I mean, that's just what yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever the TV says is true. Mm. That, that's just that's what it comes down to, you know. And, and people, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's the radio, whether it's the TV, whether it's newspaper. It's all run by the same person, and that same person's got an agenda in all those areas. So it's going to be the, an article that that you know their end goal is to push their agenda. So that's what it's going to do. Mm. But the problem is because they hear it on radio, they hear it on TV, and they read it in the newspaper. Because they've been reaffirmed three times, that must be right. It must be. You know, despite the fact it was all written by the same person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the articles you see now when you're reading? Sometimes it'll have a, a little slogan at the bottom that says, you know, this is the opinion of this yeah. writer of this article. And Well, you know. I, I do like the YouTube. What's well, one thing I have to say YouTube got right? If you're reviewing a product that you've purchased, that's fine. You don't have to say anything about it. If you're reviewing a product that was sent to you or it's a paid review, you must disclose that and you must say, look, this was sent to me for free, you know, and then you say it's it's up to you then, you know, if, if you're going to give your own opinion or if you're going to approach it like marketing and give the opinion of the thing, mm-hmm. you must specify that. And I quite like that they've at least done that part right. So you can at least tell the difference between something that's an honest review and something that they're being paid to, the, to review, mm. you know. Exactly. Which is why I don't get anything for review. I've had several companies <laughs> offer me products for review. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll happily review it, but I'm reviewing it honestly, and then the end of it's going to be my opinion. If you don't like it, tough, because that's what, what's happening. And they don't mm. send me the products. You know, they just don't because they don't want that. They want somebody who's going to review it the way they want it reviewed. And there's a lot of reviewers out there that want free products. Mm. I mean, I want free, I want free products too, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but you we, know. Had this, we had the same thing when I worked for a computer sales company. And we'd advertise in the computer magazines in Australia. And if we, there was one month when we decided to save a bit of money and not advertise, suddenly all of our products were rated mm. two and three. But the next month we started our uh, advertising again. Oh, suddenly four and five out of five. Best products. Buy them now. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not money driven at all. You know, I don't know, no. what, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, have you got something, John? Um, well, maybe a couple of quick stories I snagged before we um, went on. I'm not going to read the whole articles, though, but just kind of the headlines. SpaceX approved to build a Starship factory and research hub in LA. Space, uh, SpaceX has, begin, sorry, has been given the final go-ahead to build a Starship manufacturing plant in the port of Los Angeles. Authorities granted the company a permit for the factory by an anonymous 12 to 0 vote, allowing... Um, Elon Musk and his team to push on with the development of technology designed to take humans to the moon and Mars. Uh, that's, um, wow, an anonymous 12, 12 nil vote, that's pretty cool. Like, literally yeah. everybody sitting on, that, sitting on that board goes, yes, we need to have a Starship base in our town. <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, we got the Space Force now to protect them, so. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a permit contract option to expand the site from 12.5 acres to 19 acres. Um... It's the originally was going to do it in Texas, but they decided to move to LA to bring it closer to their headquarters, SpaceX headquarters. It's crazy that we're here, twenty twenty. Yeah. How did you bring up that article so quickly? Did you already have it? No. He's got mad Google skills. I've been doing it long enough to know what to Google. (laughs) (laughs) And it's pretty much the same article I just read. And you've you've already got it. I didn't even tell you. If you scroll up, 
if you scroll up that page a bit so you can watch it take off. Yeah, just yeah. There you go. There we go. What else? You got, well, I mate? think that's fantastic. Look, I, I always sit here and think to myself, you know, I'm I'm too old for it. Well, I'm not old, but I will be too old by the time you know space travel becomes reality. Yeah. But I I just reckon it's fantastic. The sooner we get there, the better. It's interesting on some of their. Um, I'm seeing if I can quickly find it. They I saw today. There's a some CGI photos of what um, they reckon the factory's going to look like, and it's. If you can imagine like a normal car production line from, um, you know, whenever, just watching these bits of cars get slowly assembled as it goes down. Well, it's like that, but it's about 25 stories high. Like it's, everything's just so much bigger. Like there's this guy walking along the, the, the aisle and he's like this big and there's this bloody robot crane welding and there's like sparks like the size of people's heads falling down off the side <laughs> of this tower. And <laughs> It looks something so, something out of so sci-fi, like it's 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 brilliant. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whether or not it ever eventuates at this point, I don't care. I just want to see. I just want to see a production line with with rocket ships. Like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I can't wait for it. I just want to see someone go before I go. I want to see someone go. Yeah, I mean, you go, know, go exploring and do something. It's um, the Star Trek. The Star Trek in me. Well, there's enough private backers who want to pay enough money to make it happen these days, so yeah, mm. no reason why it shouldn't. Well, if they can get the technology to beam us up there, I could probably go. Otherwise, they won't let me go. I'll be too old to take the launch, won't I? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? If they could beam me up there to, a, to well, not really, the not same atmosphere with the same gravity and everything, we could go. That'd be right. be... You might fly to Mars, you just won't come back. Well, nah, it, probably not. It'll be cryo anyway, so you'd be in stasis for the for the duration of the flight. Yeah, but don't they say the hardest thing is the um, exit in the atmosphere? Um, exit and returning. It's Orion's belt. The radiation belt is the hard part. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, getting out of the atmosphere is, isn't too bad. I mean, the the international space stations up there. Yeah, that that's not that difficult. Once you go a bit further up, going through Orion's belt is the the big radiation belt is the tricky part. Mm. And they're not hitting oh. all the remnants of satellites that's floating around our atmosphere at the moment. Have yeah, you and all just, the other garbage that's there as well. Have you seen <laughs> the um, the debris tracker? Um, it's pretty crazy. You can track the debris in the sky and also in the oceans. Yeah, like real time. Like instant. Like they know exactly where every single piece of debris is in the sky. Like it's just absolutely insane. But you can't blame me for the debris. <laughs> up in space, you might you might blame me for a bottle or two in the ocean, but you can't blame me for that. That's government, not us. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's just nuts. Tell like, them that. Tell them telling me that my rubbish thrown out the window of the car goes up there. <laughs> you know, like it's just it's insane. Like they, they track every we, single bit of space dust. It makes you wonder where the hell it comes from. How they get it, you know? Well, it's all from. Re- um, well, a lot of it's natural rock particles and stuff from asteroids and stuff oh, okay. like that. Um, yeah. But a lot of it is man-made, like all the satellites, all the re-entries, all the debris that's broken off, or you know everything like that as well. So it, a lot of it is natural materials, but a lot of it is man-made. It's it's ridiculous. It, you know, I would have thought it would just all be government, you know, that you know ships coming and going, kind of thing, rockets breaking up, and well, part, that's, that, that is part of it. 
But given mm. the fact that it only Satellites takes and... at the speed that they're traveling, it only takes something the size of a grain of sand to penetrate a, a windscreen. Mm. You know, like they've got to know where every single debris, piece of debris is at all times. They've got to navigate around it. Yeah, mm. you know, and that's only going to get harder and harder the more stuff that ends up up there. Mm. You know, so. they need one of those space vacuums like on Spaceballs. <laughs> space, the giant lady there. <laughs> uh, I love that bit. That's awesome. Did you see the article on the on the news? Um, I read something about. Um, there's a vacuum, one of those vacuum cleaners, you know, the robot vacuum cleaners that go around your house. Yeah. And the hacker, hackers can see through the camera on the vacuum. Yeah. All right. Wouldn't ah. surprise me. So someone's hacked hacked a, a vacuum. Oh, it's, it's that's not a, surprising. Uh, it's, that's it's, a cracker if it is. Like, imagine yeah, seeing the things you'd see on a, a, a vacuum cleaner that runs around the house, you know. Instead of sucking up the ozone layer, <laughs> suck up all the space debris. Yeah, dear. But yeah, no, I know that. Um, <laughs> I know that one of the guys um, did a. Oh, one of the guys I was watching. He's got one of the um, vacuum. Oh, vacuum robot lawnmowers. Yep. And he's hacked that so that he can see wherever it's from. He can be anywhere in the world, and he can monitor it and control it and change it. And yeah, if it runs into something, gets stuck. He can mow the lawn while you're in it. Greece. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty Put cool. Put a little speaker on there so the neighbor's walking past. Hi, Bill, how you doing? <laughs> what? Well, it does. <laughs> the hell is it? It does. It's got a... And this is by default. Like, he hasn't... All he did was he hacked into the interface part of it. The actual mower itself already had microphone. It had speakers. It had cameras. It had all this stuff. Infrared. It had sonar. It had all this stuff built in. GPS location. He just, acted, he just accessed the interface so that he can use it. Um it's really cool. Like he's like, why didn't they release them all like this in the first place? So that yeah, make it know, open source. I don't have yeah, the the capabilities there. This mower already does it. Why, why lock it down? Be easy to get your kids to mow the lawns for you, wouldn't it? <laughs> they wouldn't have to physically do it. Yeah, Dad, I'll do it on my, my phone and in, in the break between games. Imagine wearing a pair. I'll of do it VR. after the next YouTube video. Wear some VR <laughs> goggles and you just sort of sitting there with. <laughs> And an Xbox joystick. <laughs> the kids would love it. They'd actually really get to mow the lawn and feel like they're playing a game. I know when I was a kid, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I was right into that movie. Yeah. And <laughs> me and my neighbour actually made a radio control mower. It didn't have the... Like, we didn't have the motor and the cutting blade on it, but we t- made an old mower. We turned into radio control so we could actually drive this mower around the yard. It was never powerful enough to actually mow, like because we, we, we're using old motors out of old cheap radio control cars and stuff. But we yep. had the basis of this thing and thought it was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> now you you take Jordan's idea, right? And then you have come up on the screen. Up every two meters or so that they mow, a dollar goes up yeah. onto the top of the screen. Yeah. So you just turned a dollar for your pocket money. Ding, ding, ding. and they'd be like, yes. Yes, <laughs> you have to monitor the length of the grass because they'll just go back and forth in the same. And, and if they run over the, the cat, they get an extra ten dollars. It's like, yeah, yeah. bonus. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're chasing the poster down the footpath. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a park next door. Let's just take it over there, and we'll do the whole park. Fifty bucks, excellent. Uh, be great. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> what was that? Um, what was that game? It'd be like that Pokemon. That's what it'd be oh, like. Pokemon Go. It? Yeah. <laughs> Poke- yeah. Pokemon Mo. <laughs> there we go. You need to copyright and trademark that, son. Pokemon Mo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pokemon Mo. Wasn't that what happened in the Three Stooges all the time? 
Well, yeah. I got poked. <laughs> It wasn't yeah. the mo they were poking me in. That's a, actually a really depressing um, story if you actually read their biography. It's it's actually very <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> People would walk up to him in public and just jag him in the eyes because they thought it was funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's not actually injuring any of the people. Well, not usually. They did get it wrong sometimes. But yeah, yeah but not on purpose. Not on purpose. But yeah, no, they'd, people would walk up to him and slap him on the back of the head and poke him in the eyes and all sorts of stuff. So that's why, <laughs> that's why they stopped... They, they literally stopped touring because of that. They couldn't go anywhere without people hurting them. Punch them back. Yeah, well. Uh, Damn paparazzi. Telstra, because we know we all love a good Telstra, Telstra. story. Telstra. <laughs> oh, that was, that was one of the things I was looking at this this, this week, a story about dinner. I'm like, I wish I was on the show to talk about this. Well, well, you yeah, you've got some great Telstra story. As soon as you, <laughs> you mention are, the word Telstra, can. everyone goes, oh, Telstra, what do you got? <laughs> We're, Slower internet. Yeah, basically. It's, so, too, it's too fast. This 100 megabits is too damn fast. So basically, <laughs> Telstra gives up on high-speed promise for NBN, FTT, FTTB, and FTTC customers. So that's, Japan, what, that's what it was Japan. that I read the other week. That's the one. <laughs> Japan yeah. is doing 10 gigabits per second to your house for $55 a month right now. Yeah. 10 what? 10 gigabits per second. Whew. I'm doing a hundred megabits. This is gigabit, ten gigabits to your house for fifty-five dollars a month, unlimited. Unlimited, yeah. Not it's like in the old days with our mobile phones. You know, we'd get a gig from Telstra, and, it, and if you went over it, it'd cost you a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know? Our first cable internet have... was Telstra, and it had three gigs, and people complained, and they actually made merchandise that said, "I signed up to Telstra cable, and all I got was this three gig cap," and then you had a cap. Where the edit on. I um I remember I had um you having lighting issues there, are you? <laughs> I remember My the five hundred. Oh no! <laughs> I remember the five hundred meg dial up. Oh yeah, good old dial up. I, I remember five hundred meg dial up. I used to think that was amazing. Oh, five hundred meg for the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The thing I could download ten up, pictures. <laughs> you'd pay you know fifty, sixty bucks, whatever it was a month. You're paying for the dial up. But then the other problem was that people didn't realise you're paying for the phone calls because that was before free local unlimited calls. So you're paying 25 cents every time you dialed your dial-up. So if mm. you connected 10 times a day, you're paying $2.50 a day just to connect to your $50 plan that you've just paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Double whammy. Uh, I remember yep. when text messages I used to get, I think on my first phone, I think I got 10, I think it was 10 free text messages a month. And then it was like twenty five cents each or something after that. <laughs> like Crazy. it didn't take long at all before you racked up, you know, a five hundred dollar phone bill just by sending text messages. Mm. You know, I think I worked it out once that it was at that price that um I can't remember what the mass was now, but a text message you it worked out to something like um twelve hundred dollars a megabyte or something like that for the data. If I yeah, it was something absolutely stupid because the text Crazy. message was like three three kilobytes or something for a text message, and yeah, you're paying twenty five cents a message or something, and it was yeah, like twelve hundred bucks a meg. It worked out too for data. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? You know. So they're going to cut our um. I think I read the story as well. Are they going to cut cut the hundred meg off? For standard basic users, yeah. Yeah, so National NBN with their high quality products that they love. Um, they've been <laughs> criticized for delivering high quality, 
Be criticised for delivering high quality internet to some and poor quality to others. Well, yeah, I don't know who the some are, but okay. Um, the multi-technology mix has been responsible for appalling connection speeds, dropouts, and general customer dissatisfaction to the point that Australian consumer watchdog has been going after the providers that signed customers up to the fast 100 meg plans. In light of this, Telstra has made a decision to cease the sale of high-speed NBN connections to those customers. Uh, fibre to the node, fibre to FTDB, fibre to the... Basement. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. It is. is yeah, it basement. Because FTDB to says fibre to the build curb. Apartment buildings. Yeah, that's right for apartments, yeah. This means that the fastest 100 meg and above plans will be restricted to customers on FTDP, fibre to the premises, and HFC, which is hybrid fibre coax connections. Everyone else will be stuck with a maximum 50 meg plans for Telstra, despite the fact that many FTDB and virtually all FTDC connections are capable of speeds well in excess of this. We've made a decision to only offer premium speed and BN100 on FTDP and HFC for the time being, said Telstra spokesman. The reason for this is because a number of customers do not have connections that are capable of achieving 100 meg speed. In some respects, the decision is unsurprising. Latest ACCC says the majority of underperforming services were FTDP in. Um, Telstra wouldn't know what a customer's line is capable of until after they sign up to Telstra. Like other NBN providers, they can access line diagnostics for their customers letting them to determine what speeds can actually deliver. So here's an idea. Hook your customer up with a free connection, do a line speed test, and then go, hey, this is the plan you can have. Mm. Yep. I, know, I like, had Telstra ring that. me once and say, you know, because I pay for the 100 meg, and I had them ring and say, oh, you know, we don't think you should pay... The 100 meg plan, and you should be playing for the 50 meg plan because you won't get 100 meg. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fine, but I get 80. Yeah. Can you beat that on the 50? So, am I supposed to drop back to 50? Yep. yep. Yeah, it's actually like that's. I'm with Aussie Broadband, and um, that they that's what they do. They do. Uh, they go, okay, we'll put you on the 100 meg plan. It's a 30-day cool-off, so once you're connected, we'll run some speed tests, see what you're getting, and then we'll adjust your plan accordingly. That's, that's if anything, I think they should just give you a discount if you can't, you know, maybe they should have a, a 75-meg plan. Well, that's what, that's what Aussie Broadband do. So if, if yeah. they've signed you up to 100-meg and you're only getting 80, well, they'll just make it an 80-meg plan. They don't care. They just proportionally... Just deduct it. Yeah, yeah, deduct whatever the or discrepancy is off it. What yeah. they do in my case is they've kept it as a 100-meg plan because they're actually doing exchange works and they think at some point the speed will get better. So they've actually yeah. left it as a 100-meg plan, but currently, because I'm only getting 65-meg or whatever it is, they're just taking the payment. They're taking, you know, two-thirds of the payment that they'd normally take. Yeah. So with me, I'm taking the full 100 meg payment. I'm only getting 80. Yeah. But they, it sounds like they expect me to drop to 50 and lose 30 meg. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's not, that's not cool at all. I want me 30 meg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know? the difference between 80 and 100 isn't really that much. No. The difference. And, you know, most of the time you barely, you barely hit it anyway. No. You no. might get 78, 79. Yeah. That's what I mean. The difference between 80 and 100, okay, it's 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 negligible. It's not that big deal. And the difference you, yeah. between 50 and 80 is a huge amount. That's exactly, yeah, it's <laughs> massive. Know? It's noticeable. And, you know, if you had, the, if you were capable of getting 100, it's probably more likely you'll only ever get 95, 96, yeah. 97. You know, you yeah. won't get the nine, you won't get the 400. I mean, two anyway. o'clock in the morning, you might. And and that's the one thing I like about Aussie Broadband. They take their speed test at the busiest time. Exactly. So that's the absolute worst speed you're going to get. You're, you, you're generally yeah. always going to get better speed than that. But you're paying for the lowest speed you're going to receive. 
Maybe Chelsea just want to guarantee the 50. They want to know that if they put you on 50, <clears throat> you'll get 50. No, Chelsea just want to make people pay for... All they're going to do, they're going to make the 50 meg play in the top tier, but they're still going to charge the same price. Yeah, they'll probably charge you what you charge for 100 tier. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. not going to change that. They're just going to change right. the plan speed so they don't get in trouble. Because remember, this was a thing when cable came out. Oh, you're going to get 100 meg speed and stuff with cable, and then they'll sell everybody in the street a cable plan. And suddenly the cable was getting filled up and they weren't delivering that. And it's the same thing all over again with the NBN. Nothing's changed. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. But uh, it, It's just... it's The whole NBN what debacle you, is such a bloody... What do you do with a 10 gigabit plan anyway? Well, is it gigabit? No, what did you say? Anything you want. Yeah, 10 gigabit. Well, 10 not, gigabit, gee whiz. Yeah, in like, Japan, yes, because you're in an area where you're connected with multiple sources to multiple countries. So if you're going away from from Japan, you can stream, you know, you're getting a decent connection outside of Japan. In Australia, because we're the, the one cable we have that is mostly active is so overworked anyway, once you leave Australia, you're so speed critically limited anyway that it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, what if you, you you know you live in Japan but you take a holiday in Australia yeah. and you're accessing your computer at home? You're like, oh, then you're Craig. Yeah, pretty much. What was the point of that? Yeah. So, you yeah. can only you know you can only give it to you as fast as you can take it. What's well, the thing with the? <laughs> that's the thing with. Um... <laughs> that was meant to come out. Uh, Stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one in the dark and dingy brick wall dark dungeon. Room, um, not me. It's only him now. The, the, yeah. <laughs> you don't He's on his light. own again. He doesn't even have lights on anymore. Um, the, the lights are on, but there's nobody home. Steam is a classic yeah. example of that. With the Steam Play thing, where theoretically I can have Steam running on my computer and I can access my phone or any other computer, I can access the Steam network and play the games that I've got installed on my computer. Which is a great theory, except it doesn't work in reality because the internet connection is not fast enough to load the game before the game times out. Uh, mm. So, it, it, <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't, you can't do it in reality. If I'm on a, my local network, I can access it from another computer and it works fine. But as soon as I have to involve the internet. But, yeah, well, I mean, you look at PlayStation. Um, was it PlayStation 5? I don't know if they're doing it. The PlayStation and a few of those other consoles are yeah. talking about having their games all online in the cloud. Yep. You know, no more discs, no more storing the games on the device or anything. It's all I in the cloud. I think they'll do. They'll, they'll store the game on but, the device. But you'll need fast but, internet for that. Uh, what the, what they'll do is they'll basically make it so that, like, the executable file is stored online. I don't think... Even on a, even if you've got a fast internet connection, the average home router and home network can't handle huge constant data throughput. It's just not designed for that. No. So I think even if they're talking about storing the games on the cloud, that might be the case, but when you install a game, it would still install it locally. It may run the executable portion yeah, off, off the cloud, but I can't see them it's trying to like say... like 80 gigabytes of assets to download. Yeah, but I can't see that. Yeah, you know, even if you had a super fast internet connection... So you need fast... Yeah, we need fast internet just to get that 80 gigabyte initially. But you wouldn't on an average home connection because if I'm... So even here, like I'm streaming at the moment and it's okay, but if I, if, I, if I try and do this during the day when Son's watching, you know, watching YouTube or watching something out in the lounge room and then Bub's on his tablet watching, you know, YouTube kids and I don't have the bandwidth. It's not the, not the internet's fault. It's my 
you know my home router and network. the switch can't, home network, yeah. can't work fast enough to support all that data throughput. And that's exactly the same problem that happens with anything that's stored on the cloud. Like, you can't run a 100 gig file off a server. Technically, you can, but practically, you can't. Yeah. You can. You no, well, can the server up really upload it that fast? And can you download it that fast? You know, one person, yes. But now suddenly you've got twenty million people trying to play that game. Yeah, and you're cutting it in half. <laughs> you know, mm. it just doesn't work like that. So certainly, it's certainly a great idea for uh, PlayStation. All those places certainly stops piracy and all that, doesn't it? When everything's in the cloud. Uh, no, because the people just buy PCs and it solves that problem. Which <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you even looking at. You know, even looking at Microsoft and all them doing their Office three six five online, you know, it's you can't pirate you can't pirate what's in the cloud. Office three six five online is the worst piece of crap software ever invented. It's nothing but trouble. It buggy. But as an example, it's online in the cloud. It's it's useless. The problem is, okay, it worked. But it works so poorly that nobody uses it anymore. Everybody's gone to open office or one of the other equivalents. Because, Why? Because it's on the computer because, and not in the cloud. Because OpenOffice is so badly executed that people prefer to use Google Docs than OpenOffice. I use Google See, Docs. See, I can't stand Google Docs. I love it. I use it all the time. We have a... Our, our boss bought a 10-person license for um, Office 365 because he wanted everybody to use it. Um, so, in, you know, he's got... He loves Mac, so he's all... His stuff's all Mac and the work stuff's all Mac and then I've got my PC and the admin's got theirs. The only two people that use it, well, the only, yeah, the only two people that use it, um, I use it because I have to use Publisher to make some of the stuff we use and admin uses it because a lot of the emails we receive are in DocX format. That's the, literally the only people, he doesn't even use it and he's the one who wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like I think he's gone to OpenWriter or something. You know, none of us use it, and he's paying yearly to have this thing that nobody uses. I said, why? We it's free anyway if you, for basic use if you want to use it online. <laughs> yeah, but to actually have it as a usable software, it's not really. To be using all the other features, yeah, for yeah. your business, you got to pay for it. But, it, you know, he paid for it. He forked out the whatever stupid amount of money it was and installed it, it for great. a week and hated it and never used it since. <laughs> you know, so... It, it's like, but again, it's still the most popular, though, isn't it? No, but the reason that they say that is because you can't track who's not using it. If it's if it's an online office thing, they can track exactly how many people are using it. But because OpenOffice and LibreOffice and all these other ones don't track their users, but in comparison to Google Docs and Office three six five, which do you reckon is the most common? Oh, Google Docs by far. You reckon? Yeah, yeah hell yeah. yeah, because you can do it from within Gmail. You don't need to open another third party program. You can do everything. You can do that with Office as well. Yeah, but you don't. You can open up your Hotmail and, and use Word and Excel and everything all within your the same way online. Yeah, but no one does. But they can. If you open up your Hotmail, it's right there. What you can do and what you do do are two entirely different things. <laughs> I remember I remember telling Glenn about it. He didn't even know, and now he swears by it. He loves it. Yeah. I, I, I remember looking up. It's, it's the same argument with... Um, what was it? Something else that was... Oh, when, I think it's uh, what people are used to, I think, you know. Yeah, same thing when um, an accounting package, I can't think of what it was. It might have been QuickBooks or MIB, one of those. There was a race on to who was using MIB more than QuickBooks and whatever, and then they both went online and everyone stopped using them and they're using decent third-party ones now that actually work. You know, See, I've looked at the, the, the open office and Libre, Libre office and all that, and I can't, kind of can't really 
it's see the, the attraction. As, it's the same as GIMP vs Photoshop. If you look at the statistics on GIMP vs Photoshop, in the consumer realm, GIMP wins because it's free and it's not $1,000 a year like Photoshop is. And now, as of the last two or three years, in the professional realm, GIMP wins out because all the professionals are switching over to it because it's more powerful, more versatile, lighter weight, and faster than and Photoshop. And not cloud-based. Yeah. All the professionals... Whereas when it wasn't cloud-based, half of them would get a pirate copy of it. Yeah, well, not so Wait, much that. That was half the reason they used it, It probably. was so much faster and more responsive and more reliable as well. Now that it's cloud-based, it's not. You know, and they can't, as I said, they can't pirate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's not really. They can't download you know, their their cracked copy in you like they would. I mean, that's true. And I ha- I still have a cracked copy of the last Photoshop, but I don't use it. I use GIMP. You know, like you are. There is that percentage of people. Yeah, but the mon- mon- it's a real minority of people who would use the crack software, and we're talking a single digit percentage. So it's not really mm. enough to affect the figures anyway. But as mm. soon as something goes online, it, you lose. You lose the functionality, you know. Um, Unless you've got 10 gigabit internet. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> it can run fluidly. Yeah. Well, that's assuming you That's assuming you can get it into your, you know. Depends on where the documents are stored anyway. Mm. <clears throat> but I must admit, I've tried the free one of the Office one, and I kind of I kind of have myself considered um, not even next time building my, re, when I'm rebuilding my computer, not even bothering to install office or anything i've um slowly switched slowly almost slowly switching most of my email over to thunderbird yeah i've always used thunderbird love it because i'm finding every time i open it i'm i'm falling more in love with it it's it's not as pretty as outlook but it can be um, because there are you can can be with theming and stuff and i figure if i can get myself on the thunderbird i won't even need office because i don't even really use office for much i'd probably use the basic word document to you know write a a very quick document here and there, but that's it. I don't use it to its full potential with business or anything. So. No, and and that's it. Like it, it, it's very. You know, and this is the weird part about it. Thunderbird obviously is, is Mozilla, which is Firefox, and they're both free and and really good software. Then you got OpenOffice or LibreOffice or any number of of different versions of that, which are far more powerful and more versatile and and free. And then you've also got you know like equivalents of Photoshop, you've got equivalents of, I can't think of the name, Image, um, I can't think of the name, but there's free versions of all this software now. The, and as I said, GIMP's a classic example, where they're becoming so much more prolific than the paid version because because they're open source the, and some people do pay for them. I don't know, occasionally... You know, once a year or once every couple of years when I can, I'll, I don't know, I'll chuck them 10 bucks because I use it all just, the time. Just have a look at OBS. Yeah, well, OBS is a classic example of that, which is what we're using Brilliant. for streaming now. You know, you've got Wirecast and you've got... Um, uh, wow, I can't think what that one's called now. <laughs> but you've got all, a, few, a lot of these paid ones that... Okay, they were the best thing you could use. You know, they were top of the range. They were did everything you wanted them to do and so they charge a premium for it but now things with like OBS for example is free and then it's got an add-on called Streamlabs which is designed for gamers and it does everything like it manages so much stuff and there's hundreds and thousands of plugins and scripts and all this stuff overlays all this stuff you can do with it and it's free and mm. and because it's free it it's you know, but it's not just free; it's open source. It's, open it's not source. shareware; it's full free. Yeah, and and the no thing ads, is, nothing. You know, 
Be- but because of that, it's making money. Like it's making the developers mm. money because people are paying to put ads on their website, and people are paying people donate, and people will buy a co- like you can buy a copy of OBS if you want. It's like you know forty nine dollars or something forever a license, you know. But it's free. But you can if you want to donate, you, know, you can donate to it, and you know, and people do because they love they love that side of it. When you lock something down and make it not user friendly and not versatile, you know That's it, what I'm trying to do with DW service. Really? It's not not a great platform, but it's getting there. It's open source. Yeah. Have you heard of it? The remote desktoping I have heard of it. I don't know. I haven't really done much about it, but it's just it's well, when TeamViewer just started yeah, TeamViewer just started flogging everybody. Yeah. With yeah, everybody started looking for other options, didn't they? Pretty much, and that was that was the one I came up with, which was DW Service, which is a web-based remote desktop. Yeah, and um, well, that's like it's the... compatible with Linux and Mac and and all of the above, so that's why I liked it. That's like the um, well, I mean, even Chrome now has a built-in remote access. It, you it know, does <laughs> the remote desktop, but it lacks some features, doesn't it? It lacks some. Oh yeah, it, it is. It's restricted. It to is what it is, you know. know. But it's free. I think and it's one fast. of them was transferring <laughs> files between them or something. You couldn't do it or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. Even even in amongst the paid ones, some things you could do some stuff, and other things you couldn't do other things. You know, so just because you're paying for the service doesn't necessarily mean it was any better. Like I remember back in the day using. Um, I can't remember which one of them was. It was one of the paid. Might have been. Was it TeamViewer at first, or was it? Um, the, well, no, it was Norton. It was a Norton product, Norton Remote View or something. Back in the day, we used to use for the business, and you couldn't even do something simple like I couldn't print. So, if I'd done a Word document up, for example, I couldn't print that to my printer. So if I'd logged onto the work computer and done some work, I could print it to the work computer. Or I could back then go to the trouble of figuring out how to get it to myself because you couldn't email anything bigger than a couple of meg. Mm. Yeah, but I couldn't print it to my local printer and you're paying, you know, whatever, however much a month it was for this software that you couldn't even do something as simple like that with. And yet, you know, these free ones give you a lot of a lot of options. So Yeah, some good free <laughs> stuff. I'll have to look into Libra and Open Office a bit more, give them a bit more of a benefit of the doubt. But like I said, I don't really use much of it, I only use basics. So. Well, and that's the thing with, as I was saying with Google Docs, like for the amount of stuff I do, I'm usually in my Gmail and I'm usually there anyway, so it's just easy to do what I need to do. I, I don't do a lot of stuff like I used to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, Google Docs does 90% of what I want it to do now, but an open office does the rest. It's like Fox at PDF Viewer, you know? The, the free viewer is very, very powerful in what you can do, and if you want a bit more power, you can spend 10 bucks and buy the pro version. Most browsers support PDF now, anyway. Yeah, we like still even get, Edge supports PDF. We still get these stupid. Some of these companies have love their personally formatted PDF. Speaking of Edge, they've just haven't they just released their Chromium based browser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Because uh, I'm a bit of an Edge fan, but um, I don't know. So you're that guy. I'm a, bit of a, I'm a bit of a Microsoft <laughs> fan. That's probably me just being loyal. But, so. uh, but I like the sound of their Chromium one. It's um, as long as I don't have to go through the the plugin changes for the next twelve months. Well, yeah, I mean that's going to be part of it, isn't it? It's inevitable, isn't it? 
you know. My last pass will probably give up working for a while. All your bookmarks will stop working and you... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't use it. I, I don't know any... The only thing I use it for is to install Chrome. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally don't use See, it. See, I find Chrome <coughs> of, of late really sluggish and slow, just just like Edge and that used to be. Mm. Which I my about Chrome... Yeah, I mean, I've I've had been known myself there, Jace, to open up Firefox and give it a crack because I find it faster. Yeah, mm. I find Chrome be really slow just lately. I don't know what it is. I use all three browsers. I use Opera, Firefox, and Chrome fairly interchangeably, and uh, mainly because I've got different profiles for different accounts in different browsers. And realistically, once you start opening multiple tabs, I don't really find that much big difference between all. I actually find. Um, Firefox is the worst for a browser that you have a tab open and then come away from it and come back to it later. It's really bad on a page refresh on a on an inactive tab. Um, mm. Chrome and, and Opera seem to do a fairly good job of if you've got tabs sitting there and you haven't been to one for ages, you click on it, it seems to update very quickly. Firefox, I've noticed, really like on that on that active tab reload seems to really struggle, um, and it can take a long time to reload that tab. I've noticed, but yeah, I mean, uh, realistically, a, a browser is a browser. That, the main reason I use the three browsers is I have three separate accounts, and it's the easiest way of managing multiple accounts without having to do silly buggers with with different logins and stuff on, mm. on single browsers. Interesting. I just wish somebody so, would make a browser that you could have the same browser but have multiple profiles on that same browser, so that you can have three different YouTube channels open or three different Gmails open on a different account. Three separate accounts, yeah. That you haven't got to have three different browsers to do that. Yeah. You know. I find myself doing that all the time. That's why I've got three browsers. That's yeah. half the reason. Of, it's why I've got three. It is why I've got three. That's right. Because you're always looking for that extra browser for another account. Yeah. i tell you what, though. It sounds enticing. The um, I saw in the news again on Firefox while we're on the topic that they've they've pissed everyone off because they're bringing the encryption out by default now on their browsing in Firefox. That sounds like my next story. Well, go for it, Jace. It <laughs> might be a good segue to, to stop me and Jace crapping up too much. Thanks for that. Mozilla will bring its new DNS over HTTPS security feature to all Firefox users in the US by default in the coming weeks, they've confirmed. It follows a year-long effort to test a new security feature which aims to make browsing the web more secure and private. Whether you visit a website, even if it is HTTPS enabled, the DNS query that converts the web address into an IP address that computers can read is usually unencrypted. DNS over HTTPS or DOH oh, encrypts the request so it can't be intercepted or hijacked in order to send a user to a malicious site. These unencrypted DNS queries can also be used to snoop on which websites a user visits. DOH works in the app level and is baked into Firefox. The feature relies on sending DNS queries to third-party providers such as Cloudflare and NextDNS, both of which will have their DOH offering baked into Firefox and will process DOH queries. But the move is not without controversy. Last year, an internet industry group branded Mozilla an internet villain for pressing ahead with the security feature. We don't want people being secure. What's wrong with the trade group claimed it would make it harder to spot terrorist materials and child abuse imagery, which is always their fallback defaults whinge about anything that improves things for other people. 
But even some in the security community are split amid warnings it could make incident response and malware detection more difficult. They move to enable DOH by default, will no doubt face resistance, but browser makers have argued it's not a technology a browser makers have shied away from. Firefox became the first browser to implement DOH, with others like Chrome, Edge and Opera quickly following suit. Firefox said users outside the US can also enable DOH, just as users inside the US can choose to disable it. Mozilla has also said it plans to expand on other DOH providers and regions. So if you want the government to spy on you, just disable it. You'll be fine. Yeah, because that's Won't somebody mean. please think of the me, children? It kind of reminds me of that other browser that all the hackers and grims use. Or, what? Yeah, that's it. But is Tor, is Tor encrypted? Yeah. Hmm. It's encrypted through several computers all around the world. Tor's so do you think that'll encourage time. Firefox to go down the same path if they've got encryption? Do you think that everyone will start using it for illegal reasons? Well, they can use any other methods they want now. I don't think people would, would not use Edge at the moment for illegal reasons. <laughs> it's... um. The like is it Russia or somewhere where they've made it illegal to use a VPN? Yeah. My question is, how do they know that you're using a VPN? And how do they know it's you that's using a VPN? Packet analysis. <laughs> that's kind of a good point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't use that. I mean, you probably well, can Microsoft and are, knows but we don't if you're know using that. a VPN, don't they? Because they won't let you play Minecraft. Yeah, but they don't know that it's you that's doing it. They just know that somebody's no, they doing just it. Know someone's using it. You know, it's the same. Like they're going to know that somebody's using a VPN, but they're not going to know it's you that's using the VPN. No, unless you're the only one know, in the house. Unless you're the can only they... active node on their on that server. But <laughs> can they tell whose VPN? <laughs> no. Like, the, it, the thing like, they... For example, if it was a company VPN that you bought, can they tell who owns the VPN? No. The only thing they could do is monitor the traffic and say, "Well, all this traffic's encrypted versus all this traffic's not." And that traffic belongs to this IP. They can narrow it down to an IP, but that's about as close. So as they, they couldn't could get. say, "Oh, that's you know, that's PIA's network, and that's Nord's network, and that's you know." Oh, no. uh, they it depends if they're sharing data centers or not. But most of the IP addresses are spoofed anyway, so they're not they're not a legitimate IP address anyway. So it's kind okay. of, yeah. I guess. I mean, Nord's data center did get hacked, but. The hacker has the ability to do absolutely nothing because all the data is encrypted at both ends. So, you know, and I doubt that at the time the hacker hacked it, they would have even known it was a VPN database until they went to look at the information and go, oh, hang on, I can't do anything here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Firefox is encrypting. Does that mean that people are going to start using Firefox to go and jump on their torrent sites and things like that? Or do you think that it's not going to protect them? Well, Oprah's been doing it for years. Oprah's had free VPN for a couple of years. So well, and people would use that. I do. Um, on, As an in-browser one. On yes. like torrents and stuff? As, yeah. you got to remember, though, it's only an in-browser VPN. So it only works whilst you're in the browser. So it's, for example, you could look up torrents and you could download the magnet links and the torrent links. But as soon as you go to use a torrent client, unless you have a third-party VPN, oh, like, yeah, like connection. uTorrent or something. So mm. if in my case, my um, my NAS has got NordVPN on it, so that all the data going to and from the NAS is running through a VPN on the internet mm. side of it. Um, See, people probably don't even realise that that 
once you're out of your browser, it's back to using your normal IP, <coughs> your normal IP that's address, right. you know? So, yeah. And so that's why you still need a third-party VPN. Um, and even if you are using an Onion, an Onion browser and Tor Client and Onion browser, which is its own level of encryption, that only applies to that browsing session. So mm. you still want to, if you download a file, that's not applicable. So you still want to be doing, or well, like the, the file is, but if you access that file. So you still want to have your own third-party VPN as well as that so that you're getting, in the browser, you'd be getting double encryption, but outside of the browser, the data's still encrypted. So what mm. you're saying is it's not particularly that Firefox would encourage bad people to do stuff because they'll just use a VPN anyway. But so neither would right. for- Neither would Tor in that aspect either, though, if it's only a browser-based encryption. Yeah. Yeah. So really, you want to you want to encrypt your connection, you want your hard stuff, connection to your VPN. computer at the top, you know, like from from the LAN or whatever. That's right. And uh, it yeah, it gets tricky when you do. So here's the problem with VPNs, uh, and you okay, you can whitelist them and stuff like that, but the average consumer doesn't know how to do that. If I've got a VPN, say I turn it on in Firefox or, or Opera or whatever, and I'm you know looking up torrents or whatever I'm looking up, and then I go to go to my bank, right? And you log into your bank. Well, they're probably going to suspend your login because suddenly you've logged in from Scandinavia. Yep. So you've got to be really careful when you're using a VPN. The banks, even things like Gmail, um, even a lot of the like the Foxtel Go accounts. There's a lot of accounts that you use online that if you use through a VPN they'll flag it and they'll either Facebook. send yeah Facebook you appear to be yeah. logging in from an unusual location an unusual yeah, it's frustrating system. isn't it yeah. is this I've really last you past, last pass pop up and say you're logging in from another country <laughs> yeah so okay now now yeah. we're in the zone of okay let's whitelist those applications so that they get a clean a clean line to the internet but doing that on your computer is an issue because now you've got holes in your computer that people can access. That's right. You so, might miss the VPN's bloody IP. So now you need... Uh, I mean, this is if, you, if you're getting serious about it. You now need to have a modem or your network running through a router that can run Tomato or run a client that can have a VPN installed on it. Um, but then you set the VPN, that throughput on the VPN so that those Facebooks and whatever still don't hit they don't go through the VPN, they go directly, but that way you've got, it's not like your computer's protected by the router, which is protected by the VPN. So you've got a double level of, of step through to get to your PC. So then if you run the VPN on that as well, you know, you, you're getting multiple levels of security. But Then yeah. you can't watch Netflix anymore. Well, and I was going to say, the problem is then, now everything's that slow that you can't do anything with it because you're running through two VPNs. Yeah. <laughs> So Netflix, it, yeah. it, it's this whole thing about, you know, paranoid versus versus reality, you know, like how paranoid do you want to be? It depends <laughs> well, if you're on not your... doing anything wrong. <coughs> well, it depends. What do you got to worry your about? Your ISPs, a lot but of But there is other people that are doing wrong things to you as well. That's so it's right. Kind of a but it's not only that. A lot of ISPs are tracking your data now for government. And sell it. Um, you know, and that's the thing. Like they, they're either... Well, they're basically tracking it and they have to store it now in the gu- for, I can't remember what it is, six months or something they have to store it yeah, for and the government can can basically request so that data at any time. time, you know. Um, 
So regardless of whether you're doing something wrong or not, your data is held on a server that can be accessed by whoever requests it, whether it's the police, whether it's the government, whatever. You know, so, mm. I mean, there's a level of paranoia to it, but there's also a level of, well, hang on a minute. Oh, that, mate, you can just, go right you know, through. You can change the, you know, change the name of your computer and your user account names. And, yeah. you know, there's, you can go, there's so many much more things. <coughs> I've heard of people, you know, they, what's the Linux? Someone said that there's the, what's that Linux system that they're saying they don't want the kids to, to use because it might teach them how to hack? That's <laughs> well, all of them. But the, the, all of them, yeah. did you say? <laughs> but, you know, What's the the line, the main Linux one? I saw, I saw it was an article I read. Something I would about have been a Linux. or something. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those ones. Yeah, like not parents should, uh, parents should watch out for their kids using this particular Linux operating system because it probably means they're up to no good. <laughs> that was what the article was saying. Can't remember what it was called. Yeah, uh, it's not surprising, but that's that's typical government not knowing what they're talking about. You know. Um, but it's like in the day when they, they were going, oh, we're going to block that website because it has, we're going to block that IP address because there's a website on it that we don't agree with. And so like half the internet goes down because they just block like an ISP or something. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> they're they're yeah. great. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, yeah. and the other thing is too, they've just passed, well, I don't know if they've passed it or they're trying to pass. I know they've got it in the States. If you have encrypted data and they request a password to it, you must release that password. You know, and it's like, well, hang on, the whole point of having encrypted data, especially if it's Let's client data, private. well, it's not even that, but especially if it's client data, like if you're a, you know, if you're a banker or a commodities trader, you've got your, your the data's going to be all encrypted. You know, it's just, it's part of the your job. The whole point of it is know. to keep it private. Yeah, you know, by law, but you can't release that data to anybody regardless of who they are. You know, that that's, that's your position. So how can they legally say, no, you must provide us with the password for that information so we can make sure that what's on there is what you say it is? You remember some of these backup companies do that. They say, we encrypt your data and you have the passwords. Whatever you do, don't lose that password. You can't recover your data. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that's it. That's your data. It's your, yours to manage and yours to deal but with. Then they can ask you for the password if they want to. And if you don't, if you don't um, give it to them, they'll lock you up. Sounds fair. Because you, you're not capable of... If, if you say, oh, I've lost the password or I don't remember it, they'll say that you're not capable of, of having that sort of responsibility, so we're going to lock you up. And if you say, no, I'm not giving it to you, they'll lock you up for basically not agreeing with them. So effectively, if you're asked by the feds to give the password over, you either go to prison or you go to prison for breaching contracts with major corporations. So, I mean, you know... <laughs> it's no win. You know, it's just absolutely stupid. So, it's, uh, but I mean, what's privacy? Too many rules though, and regulations right? in this, this digital age we're in. We're, we're using Facebook, we're using Twitter, we're using Gmail, we're using all publicly held companies. Like their whole business structure is based around knowing as much as they can, so that they can get the information to sell to people. That that's their entire purpose of existence. The fact that they happen to be a useful program behind that is just you know lucky. Um, the usefulness is questionable too. Well, sometimes, yeah. But, you know, this is the thing. Like, everyone's like, oh, I don't like when Facebook does this because I didn't say they could. Well, it doesn't matter. 
you're using their program. It's entirely up to them what they want to do with the so- with the information. It's in their terms and conditions. If you don't like yeah, you, what they're you doing, you agree to don't the use terms and conditions that you never read. Yeah, that's right. It's like when Apple that's goes up, that you know, said we're going to take your house when you die, but you agreed to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like with yeah. Tesla. You know, everyone's carrying on about Tesla removing the ability of some of their cars to supercharge at supercharge stations if the car's been. Um, involved in an accident or repaired by an unauthorized repairer for the safety of the vehicle and the charges, which I get. <coughs> but everybody's up in arms about it, going, no, they're hacking into my car. No, they're not. You bought the vehicle, you own the vehicle. They own the software, they own the access to the software. That's part of the terms and conditions of buying the, the vehicle. They provide the service for it. You know, they can do whatever they want. If they want to disable your car because you're not playing by their rules, they can. That's just how it works. It's no different than having a phone, whether it's an Android, whether it's an iPhone, whatever. They've all got terms of service. They've all got things saying when we update it's the software, almost, deal with it's it. It's almost all the service, isn't it? You can almost say, yeah. give me the phone for free because I'm using, you know, you're providing the service that I can't use without your hardware. That's right. That, that's, what happened you know. when people had their uh, thumbprint reader on their iPhones replaced by a third party and Apple disabled the phones? We can't, we can't guarantee that's safe anymore. Yeah. The thumbprint on the iPhone, you can't guarantee safe. No. When, when the thumbprint reader broke, and they took it to a third-party person instead of Apple to get it repaired, oh, and they repaired it with the third-party fingerprint. And they reader. couldn't Apple fix it. disabled the phone. Shivers. Because they can't guarantee that this phone is safe anymore. So that's their and terms was, and conditions. Yep, follow it. There was a news article I saw today. It was something about face recognition or something that some company had lost the client list of all facial recognition. I can't remember the name of the company now, but it was a common facial recognition company that... I thought Microsoft or someone used, and I thought the same thing. I thought, you know. Well, speaking of that, they said in China the facial recognition software wasn't working because everyone's wearing a face mask because of the virus, so they've had to rewrite <laughs> the software, and now it can detect so, you, even if you're wearing a mask or not. Really? Yep. Wow. 100%, they say. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, though. China's got a habit of them wearing masks anyway. Like, that's not new. No. Yeah, I think SARS... Kind of turned them into that years ago, really. And no, they've always never... the the culture is if you're sick, you wear a mask so you don't make other people sick. Yeah, that, that's and people just, in Western countries go, "Oh, you're so sad that you don't want to catch what I'm getting. You're you're making things about me." And it's like, no, it's not about you because you might be sick. It's because that person is sick, so they're stopping spreading it. Yeah, or, not or protecting themselves from you. Or it's the, uh, what are you wearing that freaking mask for, you idiot? You're going to be fine. What are you talking about? You're just paranoid. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's that attitude that you get from all the friends and everything is why people don't wear them. But it's the other way around. It's it's to, If you're sick, you wear it to protect the people from around you from getting sick. Yeah, well, yeah, I would. You know, but yeah. it, it, people don't. Well, that's why when seen... you get sick, you shouldn't be going to work. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right. <laughs> Have you seen the um, the vendors you over in China? You just do podcasts where you can't affect anybody from that deep, <laughs> that dark and dingy, uh, dark and dingy basement that you sit in. You I don't know, know. If anybody comes to this microphone for the next three months, they're going to be in trouble, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting well ever again, son. You're going to um, perpetuate it with that microphone. The, in China, there's been reports of vendors going around the bins of an afternoon collecting all the face masks and they wash them out overnight and they rest them the next day. Yeah. yeah and then I saw... Yeah, I saw as well. Amazon cracked it and said if they put their, if anybody puts their prices up on their face masks, they're going to boot them. Yep. Yeah, they're like one hundred and sixty-eight dollars for a small pack. Yeah, but I mean, because the, they're cashing in on it. But yeah. I mean, 
But, and that's one thing that they all do. Like in Australia, when they have the bushfires, you're buying six, you know, 300 mil bottles of water for $24. Yeah, how bad was that? You know, and it's like... It's just, you couldn't buy water in Coles because someone is reselling it. Yeah, or the Chinese love all go and buy all the baby food so that we can't. Because yeah. Woolworths clearly take note of their maximum two-per-person policy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see all these whiz-bang masks, like leather ones and shiny ones, all these really expensive ones that come up that people Leather ones? I'm not sure what places <laughs> you hang out in, mask, I think you're Well, usually about. they sell them to people with brick dungeons. But... It's got a zip at the front, right? <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone on Facebook. It's like, I don't know. And then, and then another article, I'll tell you, I've read a lot of news today. Then another article of Facebook's banning all those ads now. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because there's so much going on. You just because it's causing it. hysteria. They're yep. banning all the masks. Which is and... your favourite, Mister T? That I'm one quite, with the spikes. I'm quite a fan of that one. What about the dog? Yeah, <laughs> Which, whichever one will match his brickwork. What gimp suit is your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful what you bring up there. YouTube will kick kick your video off again. Uh, yeah, good luck to it. Nobody watches it. Mister T's already worried about. Bre- that's wrong, <laughs> I think we've hit an hour. We have. We've actually been going. Surprise, surprise, we're over time. Who yeah, would have thought <laughs> that never How happens? much are we over time this must time? Be, must be Jordan's fault. Oh, only 10 It'd minutes. be like 20 minutes. Uh, that's not too bad. Yeah, Did we get all the stories? Well, you know, we might not have sound like we read a lot of stories, but there was a few stories I threw in there that we discussed on. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of know. talking. We were definitely there's disgusted of, by We talked stories, about yeah. the Facebook one and we talked about the... <laughs> You know, there's the masks and viruses, and it's all there. And gib suits, yeah. <laughs> One so, thing I would like to say, because I, I do, and I'm quite a fan of their products, is Yami MI, or the B10, has just been launched. Whoa. Um, They're saying it's not as cheap as you think, but, I mean, they're talking it's like $600, you know. Um, basically, uh, it's a little more than that. It's 1000 bucks for the, the top-of-the-range one, which is a 12-gig um, and 256-gig storage. Uh, so basically, as usual, you know, big 5,000 amp hour battery, 30-watt uh, wireless, wireless charger, um, and they've got a 10-watt reverse charge as well, so you can hold up with somebody else's phone and charge them. Um, That's cool. Quad cameras, 108-meg main with a 30-meg ultra-wide, 2-meg macro, 2-meg depth of field, 20-meg front, um, the Snapdragon 865, um, yep. Arduino 650 GPU, Adreno as opposed to Adreno. Arduino. <laughs> um, 6.6 gig screen. So, yeah. Um, is that made in China, the Jami? I think it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's like my son today, he was trying to buy a, a, you know, the grip things for the scooters. Yeah. The grip yeah. pad to stick on. He's like, is that, that's from, it's from China, Dad. Well, is, is it right to get it from China? Or will yes. it come with coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, you have to pay extra for that. <clears throat> this is something a lot of people don't realize that we're, we're not by the, you know, I said you probably won't even get it. No, you won't. Um, We've got containers sitting on docks waiting to come in, you know. And the the, this country is going to be in a lot of trouble very quickly. Um, There's almost no manufacturing in this country, and what is manufactured here is manufactured by imported with imported materials. So, uh, being in the battery industry, we're seeing it already. We're starting to have Mm. trouble getting supplies on certain batteries. And that's only going to get worse and worse. Um, a lot of the guys I deal with in a lot of other industries, there's fence guys and gate guys and all shed guys, all sorts of stuff, and they're it's all having bad. massive problems. So price is going to go up. 
Well, prices won't go up. They just won't be. It won't be. You won't get the stock. That's the thing. Prices might go up on what you've got left. Uh, Maybe, but not really, because uh, I think a lot of the stuff, like some stuff I ordered last, like two days ago, I went to reorder again today and they're out of stock. Like, there wasn't a shortage two days ago and now there is. You know, so uh, you don't even have time to put the prices up. The, The stock's just gone before you even notice it's missing. Mm. You know, so it's. Um, well, you think how long China's been in quarantine now? I mean, you see the pictures on the internet of how, you know, there's nobody in the streets, no one's going to work. No. You know, no All one's. Kids are doing school over Skype. Yeah, well, our, yeah, like it's it's pretty full on. One of our major manufacturers that we use, they're actually in was it Wuhan or whatever it is. They're just down the road from the the lab. They were evacuated the day of the the scare. They've been out since. They were told that they could go back. Limited staff could go back. Um, yeah, start of the month. So next next month, so that's been what three months that nobody's been there. Yep. So and the production, they're basically saying because we're only a smaller company and we're only ordering a small amount of stock, we're not going to see our stock for three months. So yep. we're not going to have anything to the middle of the year by the time you include shipping it over and on a container and all that sort of stuff. You know, so it's going to be f- four or five months before we see stock. You know, so yeah, it's um. Don't it's let good. your car break down. People don't realise. People is completely. No, you don't realise how much stuff is is imported from China in Australia. No. You look so on eBay now. You try much. to find a product on eBay now. There's two choices. Because, <laughs> but even if you buy a product in eBay from Australia, generally it's still being made in China <laughs> and imported. A lot of them were, but a lot of those have actually stopped now. You see that that the amount of ones that were being drop shipped have re- greatly reduced because they've run out of stock. So. That's only legitimately Australian suppliers now for the most part. Amazon's exactly the same. I was looking on Amazon the other day at products and like 90% of the, the selections just disappeared <laughs> because they, they know that they can't they can't deliver. And, uh, you know, so... Or some of them you'll see, oh, this person's on holiday until, you know, April, <laughs> you know, 30th of April or whatever. You're like, yeah, yeah. sure you are. What was... <laughs> <laughs> What did someone say to me the other day? What was it on Facebook? I suppose Facebook stopping their their coronavirus ads now, but it was like, be careful when you're popping the poppers on the packaging, the yeah. you know the plastic air bubbles, because you know that the air bubbles have probably come from China. That's it. They did China, that on the Simpsons. China, yeah. Is it? Is that what it was? The Simpsons did it I first. See, I didn't see the Simpsons, but that must be. There was an episode from years ago where Homer bought something from China, and this guy had a cold, and he coughed into the box before he closed it, and then it got posted over to America, <laughs> and Homer opens it up, and everyone gets infected. Oh, well, it can't really happen anyway. But that's from like twenty years ago, so yeah. Well, Simpsons has always been ahead of its time, hasn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Although they're not doing a they're not doing a poo anymore. They decided that he's too racially profiled or something. Oh, really? Yep. Fair income. Yep. Because oh. the guy who was doing his voice was an Indian, so yeah. Harry, Harry Shearer is not Shearer, Indian, yeah. so he can't do. So they basically said, "Oh no, that's being racist. You can't do that character anymore." <laughs> the Indian people were okay with. Yeah, it. they're okay. With it. It's the white people, the white people who were pissed off <laughs> for the Indians who didn't give a shit about it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, mad. they probably don't care at all, but no, they love him. It's not Ken Bruce that's gone mad. I think the it's whole like, world's the, gone like mad. like the Australian show Love Thy Neighbor, where they had the two, the white guy and the black guy, always calling each other names and 
stuff like that. And a friend of mine, really good friend of mine, is Aboriginal. She said she loved it. Wish they could play it now, but they won't put it on TV because it's too politically incorrect. Yeah. Surprised. Oh, it's really bad for Aboriginal. I'm people. surprised I still play Crocodile Dundee, to be honest. Please put it on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we've answered anyway. long enough. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening it's to the Aussie Tech Kids Show. Broadcast weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Kids, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Kids, and youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Kids. Email is Glenn Warlock. Will and Jordan at AussieTechKids.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Kids on AussieTechRadio.com. 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows and this one from around Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> New shows are added each Friday. See you around. See you guys. See you around. Bye.